The opioid epidemic has ruined countless lives. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a little while, and as the news appears to be relatively slow for the time being, I think now is the time to talk about it. And I'm going to place the blame squarely at the feet of the responsible party. And I guess my audience probably wants me to maybe go after illegal immigrants um, and the endless flood of drugs uh, that come through our porous borders. And of course, 90 to 95% of just about all legal drugs uh, come from outside. We don't make it here. And at this point, I, I wouldn't be adverse to just shutting down uh, immigration from all of South America, Central America, and Mexico. Um, call it racist, call it whatever you want. That's where basically all the drugs are coming from. Um, just make it impossible, or at least much more difficult, for those drugs to get here. By the law of supply and demand, they'll still find their way here. Uh, but it would be a much more difficult process. The costs, the street value of these things would, would skyrocket because they'd be rarer to get, be harder to get. Um, and, and that would, you know, solve a lot of the problem, honestly. And I'm sorry if that, you know, affects people who want to come here and, and, and live a better life and work hard. And yes, there are plenty of people from those countries that do. However, it's being superseded now by the damage being caused by the drugs just endlessly coming from those countries. And again, the overwhelming majority comes from South America, Central America, and Mexico. That is a primary industry down there, and it's all because of us. Um, and if we just make it much, much more difficult, as in no immigration from those countries, not only would it save a lot of lives uh, here, but it would also encourage those countries to fix themselves, which they're not doing. Um, that, that out of the way. Um, I'm not blaming legal immigration for the opioid ep epidemic. Heroin and is, is, a, is a major problem and, and certainly not caused by the drug lords of, of South America and Central America. That's caused by one group and one group only. And it's a group that you're really not allowed to malign. You're not allowed to speak ill of. Um, after all, healers are supposed to be um, critical parts of society, and, and and of course they are. But as we've seen, especially in the past 30 or 40 years, our healers, aka doctors, uh, have become drug pushers. And yes, the opioid epidemic is the direct responsibility of doctors. If you ask around, if you take a look at the people who have been suffering with heroin addiction, opiate addiction, the vast majority will tell you that their addiction did not begin with an illegal drug. It did not begin with heroin. There was no, the, the gateway drugs in this scenario, almost always prescription, legal, prescribed by doctors. And this happened when doctors started giving opiates to people with stubbed toes and hangnails, handing it out like chiclets, as they have done with many other dangerous, highly addictive drugs in the past years. Yes, it's their fault. And they need to own up to it. We need to call them out on it, and they need to own up to it. Because this is getting, this is, well, it's beyond out of control now. And when you go out of your way to prescribe this level of 
painkillers. And knowing that they're hugely addictive, knowing this full well, how can you be surprised when people turn to a cheaper, more effective method of getting high? How can you be surprised when people are going, well, we can't afford this massively expensive painkiller, which I don't need anymore and haven't needed for a long time, but I can't get away from because I'm hopelessly addicted. So I'm going to go find a much cheaper, surprisingly better option. It will kill me probably a lot faster, but I'll get my high. That's how addiction works. And to this, we have to add the very dark, twisted, corrupt relationship between doctors and pharmaceutical companies. Doctors get bonuses and incentives for prescribing certain new drugs. If you didn't know this, you need to know it. They're salesmen. It's really what they are. They're salesmen for the pharmaceutical companies. That's just logic. It's it's what they do. It is a doctor's responsibility as a healer of people to look at these drugs and say, you know, I don't like this or I'm not going to prescribe this at the rate you want me to prescribe it, but they don't appear to be doing that, and they haven't been doing that. And you will notice various connections if you really look into this deeper. For example, one month they'll be advertising a new drug for something and have their laundry list of side effects, which uh, you know take up 80% of the, of the commercial, and that'll be out for a while, and they'll push it and push it and push it. A few months later, that same drug will be on late night television and lawyers will be talking about it, saying, if you suffered, you know, any number of maladies by you from using this drug, uh, you know, call us, we'll take your case and blah, blah, blah. This happens over and over and over again. It's an endless cycle. They know the drug is dangerous. They put it out there, they sell it and they sue. Everyone gets rich on this, even the pharmaceutical companies, even if they do get sued. Because, and here's another little tidbit, they build this into their business plan. Oh, yes, they do. They know they're going to get sued because they know these drugs are dangerous. It's built in. They expect it to happen. And they estimate how much they're going to lose and weigh it against how much they're going to make. And, of course, they're always going to end up making millions, billions more. So it doesn't really bother them much, but they know it's coming. And in the end, everybody gets rich. The pharmaceutical companies, the doctors, the lawyers. The only people who suffer, of course, are the people who are supposed to be being cured. Let me ask you this question before I get too much farther. If you know somebody who's on a big cocktail of prescription drugs, right? Think about the people who you know who aren't and make a comparison. Why does it seem like the people who are on the most drugs are the least healthy Aren't these drugs supposed to be helping? Aren't they supposed to be curing or at least treating what's wrong with them? Why do they seem to be the biggest medical train wrecks? And why do they never get off them? Why do they just keep switching drugs around? If all this was working, wouldn't you be off the drugs? Wouldn't it be done? The people who take the least seem to be the healthiest. Maybe it's because the side effects that these drugs are causing simply cause you to take more drugs. If you're on one of these cocktails, think to yourself, 
Find the list of side effects that one drug creates and ask yourself, am I taking the second drug just because of the first one? If the first drug causes anxiety, why am I on anxiety medication? Well, that's the direct cause of the first one. It's nothing to do with me. It's nothing wrong with me. It's nothing wrong with the drugs. In regards to opiates, highly, highly addictive. No one is taking responsibility, and the doctors need to be taking responsibility. They prescribed opiates for everything, and a vast number of them. And these are hugely addictive and hugely damaging, and 80 to 90% of the time, completely unnecessary. And there are other ways to treat your pain, by the way. As people are starting to find out, alternative means of treating maladies and illnesses and pains and aches and things of that nature are vastly more effective, much cheaper, and almost never, very rarely, addictive. And certainly not to the degree of prescription drugs. Homeopathy, naturopaths, that's all starting to just, it's becoming a huge, huge thing. And there's a reason for it. People are fed up with being junkies. And they're looking for ways to, you know, fix what's wrong with them without becoming junkies. And all of a sudden, doctors are starting to recommend this. They're starting to say, go take, try these supplements, try this approach, something that has nothing to do with pharmaceuticals. And now they're starting to pretend like they came up with this. You know, the, the natural side of this, they've been doing certain things, they've been treating certain things certain ways for 15, 20 years, and now all of a sudden, you know, the doctors say, try this, and it's a new thing. Well, it's not a new thing, it's been around forever, nobody just, we just won't listen. Doctors are the be-all, end-all, and we're not supposed to say anything. For the same reason, we're not supposed to blame teachers for the deplorable education our children are getting. Graduates today from high school can barely read, write, or add. We're not allowed to say anything. The education level of the United States as a whole has fallen dramatically, fallen behind many other countries in the world. But we're not supposed to say anything. We'll just add points to the SATs arbitrarily, make it seem like the children are keeping up. And yet, if you want to compare, do this. Here's, here's a fact. High school graduates today would have trouble passing 8th grade classes from 100 years ago. That's a fact. And that's regression. Ever since they got hooked onto this social justice bandwagon, and they started training kids to be foot soldiers of the left as opposed to actually teaching them things, this has been happening. This has been getting worse. And all they do, instead of, you know, forcing kids to step up and learn more, forcing teachers to step up and do a better job, all they do is, you know, just say, well, it's all okay. We'll make the tests easier. We'll make the courses easier. We'll make, you know, this is where, of course, the no-grade insanity popped up from. And it's the same thing on the medical side. We'll just make things easier. Here's a pill. You don't have to actually do anything. The number of times doctors have said to somebody who's obviously overweight that they're fine, that all needs to stop. How come the ideal weight for, you know, a person with various height, how come that has changed? How come that just keeps going up? Is there medical science to tell us that that ideal weight needs to be higher? Or is it just because you can't be telling everybody that they're all overweight when, unfortunately, the majority are? You look at people from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, much smaller people. They're just much smaller. And it's not that they're thin or starving. They're just much smaller individuals. The ideal weight then versus the ideal weight now. Now, 
that has a lot to do with ingesting a ton of hormones and the nasty food we eat and all the stuff in it. And it's turning us into cattle. You are what you eat in more ways than one. And they didn't eat that way back then. I certainly didn't eat that much of it. Various chemicals, you know, just the disgusting nature of American food, which has not gotten better at all. It just hasn't. It's disgusting. Um, and we eat it and then get sick and, you know, go to doctors who put us on drugs and say, well, you don't actually have to change the way you eat. Here's a prescription. The magic pill, which has never worked and never will work and never should work. Opiates. We're a way of saying, well, you can't deal with the pain. You know, sorry, here's this. And you know how easy it is to get that pain medication refilled? Ask people how easy it was to get their pain medication when there was absolutely no reason to have it. Ask them how easy it is to get medications of all sorts for illnesses and aches and maladies that they absolutely don't have. Ask them how many times they were able to get prescriptions without ever even seeing a doctor. Ask them these questions, okay? And especially those with terrible heroin problems. And they're all going to say very much the same thing, which is I started with opiates. I started with prescription legal medication. That's how it started. And here I am today. Am I devaluing the necessity of the individual to take care of himself or herself? No. As most of my listeners know, I'm all about the individual being a sort of a hybrid conservative libertarian. Um, it is my belief that a person should take care of themselves and do the requisite research as to how to care for themselves as best they can. Doctors should be a last resort. They're there to fix major problems and heal bones and things of that nature. And they're great at that. But when you have a little thing, say you can't sleep, for example, let's just use that because that's a big one today. Um, say you have trouble sleeping. You don't go rushing to the doctor. No, 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 no. You do a little bit of research on your own. You use your brain. Okay. Doctors are not, you know, ordained by any divine source. They went to school, they read books and they took tests. You can read too. Okay, none of they they and they weren't privy to like secret information. It's all out there. And with the internet, what's stopping you? If you do the research, you will find a huge assortment, a wide myriad of facts and information for just this sort of thing. Just because so many people have trouble sleeping, you're going to find a lot of information. You are going to find that if you sit all day and don't get a whole lot of exercise, you're not going to be very tired at the end of the day. It could all be attributed to the fact that you just don't move enough and your body's not tiring itself out. It could be that the screens, video usage, video screen usage has been linked to an inability to sleep, especially an inability to fall asleep and stay asleep. So maybe cut out the iPad or the TV or the computer or the video games, you know, several hours before you're ready to go to bed. You know, don't, don't do that. Um, maybe it's something you ate. Maybe you shouldn't be having so much caffeine during the day or just before bed or certain things, certain things you're eating are keeping you awake. You're, you're eating too close to going to bed. Maybe it's the bed itself. Maybe your body isn't comfortable. Maybe you need a new bed. Maybe you need a new mattress. Maybe it's, you're just getting stiff and you're, you, 
you know, your neck is stiff. Maybe you need a new pillow. Maybe there's a huge, and you know what? You will find that any one of those things is more than likely the issue, and you can fix it yourself. You don't need a doctor to tell you. In fact, you probably won't even ask. Okay? Probably going to, you know, very well could say, well, it's anxiety or suppression. Here's a pill. Some will. Some will run down the list I just did. But again, this is a business for them. It's a business for everyone involved. Everyone is better off financially. The hospitals, the doctors themselves, the pharmaceutical companies are all better off if they can prescribe these certain drugs at a certain rate. Remember that. It's a business. Follow where the money goes, and you will see that you come second in a lot of ways. So do the research yourself. These people who are on painkillers, if they had done this, if they had looked up and found a variety of ways to treat their pain, and there are a lot of natural ways to treat your pain, that do an excellent job, that costs next to nothing, especially in comparison to prescriptions, um, and especially in comparison to opiates, which are wildly expensive, um, you will find that there are many ways to do that, that you would never have had to get aboard this medical bandwagon of nightmare. Just, it's a nightmare. Again, why are all these people who are on drugs, why are all of them in such horrible condition? Apparently, these drugs aren't fixing anything. You could say it's, you know, what came first, chicken and the egg. Well, they're, they have these problems, so they're on these drugs. Uh, except, guaranteed, these drugs are causing half or more of the problems that they're suffering from. And the first problem that put them on this train very, very likely could have been handled without prescription medication or drugs of any kind. People often ask me, you know, how do you stay so healthy? Well, I, I exercise, I eat well, and I avoid doctors. And the first two don't, you know, those are common. They don't elicit any sort of response. The third one gets a heavy response. Doctors are deities. Teachers are deities. But here's the thing. When it's clear that they're not doing their jobs, and they're supposed to be serving us in a certain capacity, that's what we're paying these obscene fees for, somebody needs to say something. And there are some doctors you will find that are speaking up and owning up to this and saying, yes, this is, this is our profession's fault. And we need to fix this. There are many who have done that. There are many doctors who have completely abandoned uh, Western medicine in a lot of ways and gone another direction to help people because they know that Western medicine has become little more than pushing drugs. Little more. The opiate addictions that are out there it is not an exaggeration to say that 80 to 90%, maybe more, were initiated by the medical doctors of this country. That's where it all began. That's where you trace it to. When the, the first time someone came in with a certain pain or they had a surgery and they're recovering from it, the first time they were given an opiate they really didn't need, with the full knowledge of just how addictive and dangerous this drug was, that's where it began. That's the source. Now their life is hell, and we know whose fault it is. And especially when it comes to in hospital surgeries and things like that, the drugs they give you after that, you really can't even control. You're not, you're not even with it. You're not awake what they're giving you. Who knows what they're giving you? Only they do. You don't even have much say in it, I don't think. At that point, personal responsibility, there's not much you can do. It flies right out the window. You're, you are at the mercy of these drug pushers. I will always respect the jobs that doctors and teachers do at their core, the primary 
goal of these jobs, to teach and to heal. But when they're not teaching very well at all, and when they're not healing, and when the overall goal seems to shift of one of profit as opposed to healing, well, somebody's got to say something, okay? Somebody has to say something, and I'm saying it now. And everybody needs to stand up and say it. And everybody needs to hunker down, get inside themselves, whenever there's something wrong with them, and see if they can't fix it on their own first or with natural help. Look at all those possible options. They're all cheaper. Almost none of them are actually going to hurt you. And very likely, they'll do the job. Last resort, you go to the doctor. Last resort. For these particular things, obviously, you break a bone or things like that. You have to have it set. I get it. Structural things of that nature. Okay? But here, when it comes to opiates, we're placing blame in the right place. That's where it goes. Doctors. I'm waiting for them to do something about this. In the meantime, everyone needs to be aware and everyone needs to assign blame correctly. Doctors, step up and admit it. You did this. We know it. We're calling you out.